proud to welcome a new sponsor of the podcast, Seth Norris, the realtor for the farmer, your mom's favorite realtor, or as you may be thinking, who? Well, Seth Norris is with the real estate firm. You can give him a call at 865-719-1285. That's 865-719-1285. Seth Norris says there are three reasons you should use him. Number one, he's not a douchebag. I can vouch for that. Seth's a good man. Love Seth. He's my second favorite Seth, but I do love Seth. Number two, he'll tell the truth mostly. And number three, most importantly, he says he is in gambling debt and needs to make more money to place more parlay bets to catch up. And any little bit of his business, uh, any little bit of your business will help maybe keep his legs intact. Seth Norris with the real estate firm. I can vouch for him. He's my boy. 865-719-1285. We appreciate him. Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. Football season is officially here. Last week was just a warm-up. NFL is back. Tighten up. Balls head to Pittsburgh. GBO. Be careful this football season. Don't get in trouble. Be smart. But if you find yourself or a loved one or a friend needing legal representation, Trust the home team. Trust the best team. Marcos Garza and his team of lawyers have been serving East Tennessee for a long, long time, and they get the best results possible. Criminal defense, personal injury, and DUI defense. Before you say guilty, say Garza, 865-540-8300. You can get in touch with somebody 24-7, 365 on the phone or online at GarzaLaw.com. <laughs> Shooting the shield, week one. That's right, we're back. We haven't quit yet. Corey Gunkel joins me in the nation's capital, ready to kick off our third attempt at making it through a full NFL season of this podcast. Corey, how are you? I'm doing well, John. You hear that? Do you hear this? That is the sound of the shield blocking out all other responsibilities that we have in our lives. Because we're back. It's back. It's the greatest time of the year. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm sorry for bailing last year. It wasn't my fault. I had a fraudulent job offer, so we laid low. The job fell through, and we didn't even get to talk about the Shield, which is probably a good thing, ultimately, because I would uh, have been probably unwilling to do this podcast after the Titans broke my heart worse than maybe ever before. The Saints, of course, didn't make the playoffs, like I tried to tell you all along, so we would both just would have been sad boys. Yeah, it was the least stressful playoffs I've had in a long time, so I did appreciate that, but it was a sad boy season for sure. But we are off and running. Week one is, by this time, It's by the time you hear this, it's going to be Thursday most likely, but we are, as me and Corey sit here, we are 25 hours away from the Shield being back. Everyone is picking the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. I just want to go on record saying I don't get it. I disagree. I disavow those takes. You do. Now, what is your biggest reasoning why? Is it just because it's the Bills? Or is there some kind of nuanced take you have here? Well, I I just don't. I've never seen a team get rewarded so much for losing a game. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, hey, 
if you think about it, though, it's at least further along. You know, they get blasted by the Texans. Then they lose, you know, two years ago in the divisional round, I think. And then you lose the heartbreak last year. So at least they're getting better at losing. But, uh, you know, that's about all you can say. They are the consensus pick. I mean, most people, I feel like most everyone, including lay people, are, are picking the Bills no problem. And so you're saying you're out. On NFL game day, they went 6-0. and Everyone picked them, all six people. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, I feel like it's the this is the year where, like, the formerly hapless franchises – are trying to make no like it's the bills it's the dolphins it's the chargers like all of these like just completely you know shit franchises for the past 20 years trying to make a a case to actually make a little bit of noise and the bills are at the top of the heap there and you're saying i'm out i'm done i think the bills are good but again what did they do to make them the super bowl favorites just get older which i mean i understand in josh allen's progression that might be a good thing but with Stefan Diggs, I'm not exactly sure it's a good thing for him. And I just, whenever you tell me that your big offseason acquisition was signing a a 32, 33-year-old pass rusher and Von Miller, who has had Achilles issues, and, you know, I just don't know if I see it. I'm not saying they're not going to be good. I'm just saying I, I don't understand how they are such a prohibitive favorite and such a, a, prohib- a, a prohibitive pick of everyone that's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, this is it. This is uh, this is the team right here. I don't get it. I mean, according to ESPN, I think they have the highest percentage of uh, chance to win the Super Bowl. It's like 7%, so it's not like it's astronomical or anything. But they, I mean, yeah, I, they got older. They're the betting favorites. If you check out FanDuel, they're the betting favorites. They are. And I mean, I guess the, the only kind of like devil's advocate argument you could make is that they were really good last year and they had horrendous luck. I mean, you saw it in the, in Nashville, like, so, and we saw it in the playoffs and and they had really, really bad luck. So even if they just have decently bad luck, bad luck in Nashville is a poor decision to try to run a quarterback sneak in front of Jeffrey Simmons, (laughs) the second best defensive tackle in the NFL. That's not, yeah, you can't run in front of him, but you get what I'm saying. And so, I mean, maybe that's the argument there, but I I agree with you. Let me, let me pose another argument for you. They lost nine to six to the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's I pretty get, bad. I get that they absolutely whipped the dog shit out of the New England Patriots in the playoffs. I, I get that. But other than that, they lost to the Chiefs. They did not beat the Chiefs. They lost. They had 13 seconds standing between them and a trip to the Super Bowl and they get or a trip to the AFC Championship, I guess. And hosting the Bengals in the you know in the AFC Championship, and they gagged all over themselves. They couldn't stop them for 13 seconds, and now they're supposed to all of a sudden be some killers that's going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know about it. I disavow. I disavow that take. Yeah, I feel the same way about the Rams. I feel the exact same way about the Rams. They got worse in the offseason. They lost their starting left tackle. They lost uh, Eric Weddle. They got old. They don't have Odell Eric Beckham Weddle. right now. Eric Weddle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind them losing Eric Weddle. <laughs> I know. I, I will know. say the Rams haven't been a popular pick. I think the I think the NFC has seven or eight teams you could make a case for to go and and represent them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, it is the NFC is wide open. The AFC people is as well, but people seem to think that the the Bills are a lock. I agree with you. I, I'm not going to argue with you here. I, I totally agree. I mean, it's not that they're not good. It's just. I don't understand crowning them already. And it's pretty much across the board. 
I'm not sure the Rams got much worse. We'll see what Bobby Wagner has left in the tank. I, I can't, you know, laugh at the Bills for giving Von Miller big money and then praise the Rams for signing Bobby Wagner. But they also got Allen Robinson to replace Odell. Like, Matthew Stafford's elbow might go out on him this season, but week one, Thursday night, tomorrow night, or tonight, depending on when you're listening to, or yesterday night. Last night, I guess that would be called, if you're listening on Friday. I think the Rams are going to make a statement. I think McVay is going to win another opener. And I think we're going to be talking about how the Buffalo Bills are 0-1 and wondering if they're as good as we thought they were. That's what the take is going to be on Friday. Really? So you think so you have the Rams out right. So you are so are you are you staking your claim right now as the number one, maybe not hater is the right word, but you were you were anti-Bill. You were like the most prominent anti-Bill person out there in the national media because you are national, John, face it. So you're you're not you you're staking your claim here. The Bills will not win the Super Bowl and they will be worse than literally everyone thinks. Here's what I'll say. The Dolphins at, you know, four to one to win that division. Let's just say I, th- I find that to be pretty appealing. I mean, the Dolphins are, that's my little sneaky sleeper right there. Don't know if it's much of a sleeper, but I really like their roster. I mean, every, I feel like the Dolphins, I think the past two years I've picked the Dolphins to make the playoffs and they haven't. So I'm just going to keep saying it until it happens. And eventually this will be somebody's first time listening to the podcast and they'll think I'm a genius. So I actually right now want to say, I think the Dolphins are going to make a deep run in the playoffs. Well, the Dolphins are a lot like the Vikings in the sense of their coaching situation is different, and I think their coaching situation is going to both be improved. The Vikings are being held back by Mike Zimmer. We all know that. And I think that ultimately the Dolphins, at least the Dolphins' offense and Tua, was held back by Brian Flores and whatever his plan was at offensive coordinator. The last two seasons, there has been no good plan for Tua at offensive coordinator, and he hasn't had anybody willing to help him and bring him along. I think getting Tyreek Hill is going to open up that offense. I think Mike McDaniel is an offensive genius. I think he is going to you know have a similar effect on the Dolphins like we've seen with McVay and, and Shanahan with the 49ers, and obviously he's cut from that same cloth. And then I think the Vikings are in a similar position where they've underachieved the last couple of years and they had a dumb coach that's no longer there. And I could see them being a little frisky as well. Absolutely. I agree with both of that. I mean, the, and the other addition the Dolphins made, everyone's talking about Tariq Hill. And obviously, because when you look at him and you watch clips of him, when you see Tua floating those uh, punts up to him, it's, it's impressive the way that Tyreek Hill runs. But the other addition they made – that's going to bolster the offense is Teron Armstead at left tackle. He might be the top five left tackle in the league. And now you have him, you have Tariq Hill, you have a coach who isn't uh, offensively inept. And the, I mean, the roster's pretty good. And then, and then you're in a division where it's not the Brady and Belichick show anymore. And we just talked about the bills potentially being long-term frauds. So now, I mean, you're in a good position. If you're Miami, there's a lot of expectation there, but I think you feel good if you're the dolphins right now. Sell all the Patriots stock while you're at it as well. They're going to stink this year. But you talk about Tua and his punts, whatever you call it. I was doing some research for the podcast, some research for the season, and two numbers really stood out to me when it came to Tua. When it comes to quarterback accuracy, on-target throw percentage. You following me? Quarterback accuracy, accurate throw, on-target percentage. It's a lot of words. 
basically it's how accurate are you throwing the ball? That's it. How, how what what percentage of throws of yours are on target? Tua, where do you think he ranked on short passes? Probably like one. He was number one on short passes. A sneaky thing that a lot of people probably don't realize is Tyree Kill was a pretty short target when it when it was for Kansas City. I know we think of him as a deep threat, but throwing short passes to him and letting him run and throwing short passes to Waddle and letting him run is not the worst strategy. Now let's talk about the deep shots down the field. Where do you think Tua ranked in terms of accuracy on deep passes down the field? 20 yards or more? Hmm, I'm going to say 14th. Number three. So wow. he has a good, accurate deep ball. That's impressive. And he's not going to be running for his life as much, which is, which will be nice. His problem was that he was a 35th on medium passes. So he wasn't very good medium. <laughs> so he's like the opposite of Goldilocks. He wants everything too short and too long. Okay. Hey, I'm in. Look, I'm a Dolphins believer. Like I said, I feel like every year I, I say the Dolphins are going to make a run and they don't. Uh, this seems like the year where I actually might not sound like an idiot for saying that. So I, I, I'm with you. I'm buying Dolphin stock. I am. I've been buying, you know, just in, in my season long bets, I've been picking the Packers to win the division, but I'm a little worried about that. The more I look at the, at the Vikings. So they have my attention. Here's what I think we should do week one. Uh, you know, you don't want to hear us break down the Deshaun Watson stuff four weeks, four months later. You don't want to hear any of that talking about Tom Brady. Well, I guess we could talk about Tom Brady. Do you think Tom Brady plays the entire season or do you think he, he uh, retires to go home and try to save his marriage? I think he might retire, but it won't be because of his marriage. It'll be because the interior line is so bad that he's just getting killed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it'd be a good way to save face is to say he has to go home and be a family man. Cause Giselle's mad at him. But yes, I think there will be a, there might be a point halfway through the season where they are not very good and his marriage is falling apart, and he says it's time for me to get out of here because we ain't winning those Super Bowls. And what what am I doing here if not trying to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I I mean it is a distinct possibility. The absence was a little weird. They say it was you know uh, approved before, and that's totally cool, whatever. But that interior line's really bad now. I mean they're starting a guy named Robert Hainsey. So like it's <laughs> it's it, and that's how you beat Brady. Everyone knows it. We've said it on this podcast. It's not a secret. Interior pressure. It's the only way to beat him. And when you have, and when he wins the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay in 2020, they had probably the best line in football. Now it is clearly not close to being the best. There's a lot of injuries. There's just bad vibes around that team. And I could 100% seeing him in week 12 just being like, look, dude, fuck this. I'm out. Let's run through some playoff teams. Then let's take some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. It's all under the same umbrella here. So let's start in the AFC. Let's start with the East. You can give me either your division winner or you know, just both teams make the playoffs if you think one of them is going to win the wild card. Do it however your little heart desires. Go ahead. I got the Bills in the AFC East, and that is, uh, and I've, I have them to win. I have the Dolphins as the wild card that make a late push. I think the Bills get bounced before the Dolphins in the playoffs, so that's my bold prediction. So in the East, I do have the Bills winning, even though we just talked shit about them for the past 10 minutes. Uh, I do think they're the most talented team up and down in that conference. So I have the Bills, Dolphins making the wild card. In the West. In the West, John, I'm going – it's it's not a secret. I think I'm going to go Kansas City. I wanted to put the Chargers here. I think they're going to make the wild card. They're going to be another wild card team. But uh, 
I just think Kansas City's a little better. That's my analysis. Yeah, a little better. I, I already told you my East. I think the Dolphins – I think the Dolphins – finish second in the division, but I don't think it's going to be a plus 400 type of finish second. I think they're going to have a chance in that division. I'll still pick Buffalo to win it and the Dolphins to make the wild card. I agree with you on Kansas City, although I'm not necessarily sold on the Chargers being a wild card team just yet. That's another one of these teams that I, I don't understand what I'm missing. Everyone calling, talking about how talented they are. Everyone talking about them being you know, a threat to win the AFC Let's let Justin Herbert make the playoffs first. So I'm I'm not ready to pick them yet. Kansas City, the only playoff team out of the West, I feel confident in right now. The North. I got the Ravens. I mean, I think the Ravens. We talk about everyone knows about the injury luck of the Titans last year. Everyone knows about the injury luck of the Saints to some extent. Ravens had bad injury luck last year. They were probably worse off actually. Yeah, they they had a they had a lot of really really bad luck. I mean, that's a really good roster obviously. I mean, the Lamar Jackson contract situation is fun to watch. That's something to just stick a little pin in, just stick a little pin in it. But I mean, I think the Ravens, especially with the Steelers, you can't start Mitchell Trubisky and win that division. Come on. It's not happening. So, I got the Ravens and I think they're the only playoff team. I like the Ravens to win that division as well. A close one might come down to the last couple weeks. I do have the Bengals, I think, after. Oh, yeah, I forgot the Bengals are in there, too. Yeah, throw them in there as a wild card. Why not? Sorry, Titan. I think the Ravens win the division. I think the Bengals are going to be a wild card team. So I got five of my spots. In the South, I think, I mean, the Titans are winning the division, but I think I'm going to give the nod. I do think the Colts are going to find their way for a wild card spot. Basically, it's going to come down to them the other teams in the West. That's kind of where I'm thinking that comes down to. And I think, I think the Colts have a, I think the Colts have an easy schedule. So I think they have a, a pretty good chance of going 10 and seven and and getting that wildcard spot. The Colts have an easier schedule. I do not think they make the playoffs. I think this might be a, a reckoning point for Frank Reich and Frank Reich needs to get spanked right for selling traps. But like, I think the Titans obviously win the division. I mean, it's going to be close. I think the Titans are a little worse than they were last year, despite all the horrible injuries. And uh, I think it's going to be a close race, but I do think the Titans prevail. Obviously, Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill, you know, if he even puts up 21-14 like he did last year, um, I think that's enough. And I think the Colts narrowly miss. And then we're asking questions. Does Frank Reich deserve to stay what the hell can they do? Do you sacrifice a goat? What do you do? Because I think they do miss the playoffs yet again with another retread quarterback. With the Titans, everyone—it's so frustrating. It's year in, it's year in after year in, or year in year out. I guess is how I should say that. The Titans will do something good, and then all offseason people are selling Titan stock and saying they're going to regress. It's the same thing this year. They're gassing up the Indianapolis Colts again. The Titans have the most bets to miss the playoffs. Uh, I think at Caesar Sportsbook, they have, I think, 19% of the total bets on missing the playoffs. So people don't believe in them. I get it, sort of, kind of, just because if you're a casual, you, you see A.J. Brown and, and Julio Jones leave, and you're like, oh, the receivers are done. But the receivers were dead last in the league last year at separation. And I thought Tannehill played really, really well for the season and then shit the bed in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. That was an all-time bad performance. But I do think he bounces back and has a 
another comeback situation like he did when he left Miami. What I will say for the Titans, and I'll, I'll move on from the Titans after this, they were the dead last team. Dead last. Number 32. They were the worst team in the league last year on first drives of the game. Which is weird because they were usually winning at halftime, so I don't get it. But the offense has been bland. They are consistently near the bottom in terms of run-run on first and second down. They do not make it easy on their offense. They're consistently in third and medium. Now, they converted at a really high rate, but that's because a lot of other teams were getting first downs on second down. So the Titans do need to improve that stuff, make things easier on Tannehill. I do think Henry being back will make things easier on Tannehill. So I'm still holding on to my Titan stock. Then we can all talk about it in December and January about how they have to prove it in the playoffs. So, with that being said, let's move on quickly to the uh, the NFC. I think the NFC is wide open. I think the NFC, you could convince me, like I said earlier, that eight teams could win that conference and represent them in the Super Bowl. Let's start with the NFC East. I'm going with the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles to win it. I think Dallas gets a wild card spot. Yeah, I think the Eagles win as well. I mean, nobody has had a better offseason in terms of like media darling coverage than the Eagles. You know, everybody talks about, oh, they fleeced the Saints. They got better. They got A.J. Brown. Um, man, the defense is going to be good. They fleeced the Titans. Oh, my God. Um, and this has happened before. And I mean, the, and the Eagles have uh, fallen on their face. But I do think they're going to be really good. I have the Eagles winning the division. And I got the Cowboys missing the playoffs. I will laugh when people compare them to the Dream Team Eagles. A part of the Dream Team Eagles was them adding Vince Young. Like, that's not really the same thing. He was going to be their backup quarterback. That's not necessarily a Dream Team. But I think the Eagles, they have an easy schedule. The whole NFC East does kind of have an easy schedule. And, you know, I do think as long as A.J. Brown is healthy, they're going to have a pretty good receiving core. Now, we'll see if he can stay healthy. Most Titans fans would say he cannot. But... I think they have a top offensive line in the league, and I think that uh, that'll be enough to kind of let them grind stuff out on the ground, let Jalen Hurts do just enough, and uh, win a bunch of games. So you got the Cowboys missing the playoffs. I do. I think I have the I have miss it, losing Tyron Smith being a bigger deal than we realize now in early September. I think obviously they're good. They have a good roster. But I just think there's going to be I just think there's going to be a moment where the flip switches and and things go really badly and you know their schedule doesn't seem to be super easy or anything so I I, I think this is going to be the year and maybe this is just wishful thinking I'm I'm not thinking in terms of homerism this is a true opinion but I, maybe it's me trying to project a better deal when they go get Sean Payton after they fire McCarthy when the year's over but I'm not I'm being dead serious. I do think, for whatever reason, the Cowboys are going to miss the playoffs. I think them getting Jason Peters is going to keep them afloat after the the Tyron Smith injury, but he's obviously not the same level of player. NFC West, to me, I can go ahead and lock in the Rams and 49ers. I don't really know who I think wins that division. I'll say the Rams, but I I feel very um, unconfident in that just because of Stafford's elbow and the unknown of Trey Lance. But I think both those teams make the playoffs. 
I do too. I have the Niners winning the division. I think they get over the hump. And then uh, I have the Rams in the wild card with an early exit. Um, but I think the 49ers are, um, I think their roster is better. I, I just, I just, I think the 49ers top to bottom are better. I really do. At this point in time, I think the Niners are better. Well, they got a little bit of what went on last year with Baltimore in terms of bad injury luck. They just stayed afloat on defense somehow. So we'll see. Like Domingo Ryan did a great job, you know, coaching that defense. We'll see if they could stay healthy because at you know at the end of last year they couldn't run man coverage. They had to do everything in zone defense because everyone was hurt. It all just comes down to Trey Lance. That, that's that's it. As simple as. NFC North. I got uh, two playoff teams coming out of there as well. I got Green Bay winning the division and Minnesota getting a wild card spot. Detroit will be feisty and Chicago might be the worst team in the league. Chicago's going to be god-awful. Their receiving core might be worse than the Saints was last year. I have the Vikings winning this division, and I have the Packers winning the wild card. I think, I mean, the look, you have Romeo Dobbs. If you're if you're a Packers fan, you can be excited about him. I don't think the younger wide receiver is going to be as bad as some people think, but they're not going to be as good as they were last year. I think the Vikings, I think this is the time where they take a step up. They win the division. And then the Packers make a wild card. Now, could they go on a run? Yeah, of course. They have Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I do think the Vikings finally win the division over your boy, Aaron Rodgers. Last division. I think we're both going the same place. Saints win it. Bucks miss the playoffs. Yeah, I I do have the Saints winning. I have the Bucks in the playoffs. I think that's seven. But if not, I'll get yelled at on Discord. Um, yeah, I have the Saints winning the playoffs. Uh, shout out to uh, the Discord patrons who love. I mean, I've gotten rave reviews when I bring up DVOA, John. So I just wanted to shout out to Big KBM guy. I wanted to say the Saints projected to have the number one DVOA in defense this year in the NFL. I think that the offense is going to be a lot better than people think. Um, obviously, the wide receiving core is just night and day from where it was last year when they were trotting out Kevin White and Chris Hogan, uh, literally, to start games. And now it's Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, and, and Jarvis Landry. So I think the Saints win the division. I think the Bucks still make the playoffs, but they get bounced extremely early. The line's awful. Bad vibes. Tom Brady possibly retiring midseason. You heard it here first. And uh, so I have the Saints win in the South for the fifth time in six years. I got the Saints winning the South. I think it's a season from hell for Tom Brady and the Bucks. I think they missed the playoffs. That's where I'm thinking. I like your thinking, John. Jameis Winston, though, the third most accurate quarterback when facing no pressure. So for him, it'll come down to whether or not the Saints can protect him. I know they they got some bad news on an offensive lineman, but then he's not going to be out as long as they think. That was a first-round pick, right? Yeah, Trevor Penning supposed to come back in early November now. Thought he might be lost for the season. James Hurst is the left starting left tackle now, and he was actually going to start. Trevor Penning was going to start the year behind him. They didn't want to rush him. They're very comfortable with James Hurst. But, um, yeah, it's all come down to the line. Uh, the tackle position, you know, the Saints have a great one in Ryan Ramchek at right tackle, but protecting Jameis and not turning the ball over, and I definitely think they win the division. Some things I'm looking for in this year. I mean, it does, before we get to some questions, like last year did kind of start some new trends, break some trends, however you want to phrase it. Despite adding an extra game, there were 58 fewer touchdowns in 2021 than there was in 2020 which is wow. kind of wild when you think of 17 extra games. I guess it'd be what, 16 extra games? 16 extra games and 58 fewer touchdowns. That's pretty wild. So defenses are kind of catching up. 
And in doing so, it's a lot of more, I guess, almost conservative defenses. I don't know how to describe it, but defenses blitz just 25% of the time last year, the lowest in nine years. Wow. And this is so there were that many fewer touchdowns last year than in 2020. Is yep. that what you're saying? 58 fewer touchdowns in 2021 than 2020. And you know what else I think is another sneaky factor in there is maybe not having a crowd, not having to deal with crowd noise maybe played a part in that too. When you have Aaron Rodgers hard counting you on the road in front we of 10 people. We were back to 100% last year. We were back to 100% in 2021. It was 2020 where we didn't have that, which you are right. In, 2000, in 2020, it was the first time in NFL history that road teams won 50% of the games. Right, right. But last year, that was down back to 48.2%, I believe, if I saw correctly. So it was trending back down. But still, that's almost half the games. The defenses are, excuse me, the road teams were able to go in there and hang. I just think that you really kind of saw it with the Bengals in the postseason where they pretty much were only rushing three men and trying to just, you know, jump in passing lanes and, and try to distract and confuse quarterbacks like Patrick Holmes yep. and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, and it kind of worked out. So we'll see how the offenses kind of counter. We know the league has said we're going to take – we're going to call more illegal contacts. You didn't really see many of those last year. The NFL saw the the scoring going down and said, hold on, player. We're going to throw some flags and extend some drives. So something to keep an eye on in the first couple of weeks. Those are some good stats. You big-ass nerd. I've been doing my research, bro. I like it. I like it. Let's hit some questions. Go to the go to the Discord channel. Ask the Patreon questions. What do you got for us? So um, we have one question. How badly do you both think the Chiefs miss Tyreek this season? DF. I mean, I, I don't know. Tyreek was obviously a game breaker. He was a good safety blanket, and he could, as, as you saw in the second round against the Bills, he could take little easy passes and just outrun everybody. But I will say that I am okay, assuming Travis Kelsey is healthy, I am okay with the Chiefs' philosophy change. And they're going to run more. They're going to try to use some two-back sets like like Andy Reid used to do in Philadelphia, the offensive line. You know, I said the Chiefs' window was sham, you know, slamming shut. Then they went and saved their offensive line. They got Trey Smith. They traded you know, with New England to get a guard from him. And they, you know, trade with the Ravens to get Orlando Brown. So I think the offensive line is going to be a strength, going to be a top five unit for them, which I didn't see coming. But you lose Tyron Matthew, you lose uh, Tyreek Hill. How do you combat that? I do think Juju is going to be really good for them this year. I am buying Juju stock kind of as a tough version of Tyreek Hill, not so much the, you know, game breaker, but those short passes, Juju, you know, lived with that with Big Ben over the last couple of years because Big Ben couldn't throw the ball. So I do think Juju's going to have a good year. I think the Chiefs are going to be just as good on offense, honestly. Defense, we'll see. But offense, I think they're going to be just as good. I agree. I think I do. I do appreciate the philosophy change as well. It's a great point by you. We have which division is most underrated this season? Am I being a homer if I say it's the AFC South? Yes. Okay, then I'll say the... <laughs> you can say it. You can say it. I, I, I'd like to hear your reasoning. I'm sure the people listening to this would as well. Well, I mean, I just think that you are highly... You were already highly rating the NFC or the AFC West. 
maybe I, maybe it's the NFC East. Like maybe the Giants and the Commanders aren't going to be as bad as everyone thinks they're going to be. Like the Giants should be improved, and the Commanders, you know, we'll see with Carson Wentz. But the defense was so bad last year; it can't possibly be as bad. So maybe them. I think it's going to be the NFC North. I just think the Jaguars and Texans aren't going to be as dreadful as they have been. Yeah, I think that about the Lions. I think it's going to be the NFC North. I think you're going to have the Vikings and, and Packers fighting for that division. Both are going to have really good records. Then the Lions are going to be a lot better than people think. Obviously, the Bears are the Bears. They're going to be horrific. But I think the Lions are not going to be what we consider the Lions to be. Uh, and I think the the Vikings and Packers are both going to be really good. So I would say the NFC North, but I, I do – I mean, you can't really go wrong. The AFC South is a good, good pick, and um, you know, there's really not that many options because we, you know, they, they, most of them either stink or we know they're good. I think the point about the Lions is good. I just think the Bears, like I said, they're my pick to be the worst team in the league. They, I mean, they, they will by far be the absolute worst team in the NFL this year. I mean, Velas Jones might be their number one wide receiver. VFL. Any other questions? Yeah, we can do uh, one or two more. Tannehill went 21 touchdowns, 14 picks, 3,734 yards last season. Better or worse than that this year? I'll say better across the board. Interceptions will probably drip dip to like 12, I would say. Like he's still going to probably throw, you know, slow double-digit picks. Touchdowns I'm seeing 26, 27, just because the receivers are so bad last year. Again, the yards... I think we'll go up a little bit. Not much. The yards will probably stay close to the same because they might not ask him to do much. But I think the pass catchers are going to be better overall. I think Robert Woods is going to be reliable. I think Traylon Burke is going to have some big games. I think Kyle Phillips is probably the best kind of slot guy they've had in a while. And I think the tight end position with Hooper is going to be better. And I, I do think you'll also see some some more dump downs, you know, with Hilliard and, you know, maybe even Henry in the backfield. So, I'll go slightly better in all of them and probably, like I said, a 28 touchdown season. So, you know, increase that by seven, I guess. Okay. And then we'll, uh, if we don't get to your question today, we will answer either on the discord or in a, in another podcast. But I think this one we have to answer because, you know, this is the preseason one. So we have to get this out. Which team getting a ton of offseason hype would be the funniest to fall flat on their face and miss the playoffs? To me, it's the Chargers. Although having Philadelphia Eagles fans meltdown is also going to be good if Jalen Hurts is bad. There is a scenario like in week four, the Eagles fans are protesting and, you know, calling for Gardner Minshew. Oh, man. Yeah, I could I could see a scenario where there's like just like, you know, 600 blacked out dudes with fake mustaches just absolutely pelting Jalen Hurts with batteries because... They really want Gardner Minshew. That's a good pick. I mean, the Eagles and Chargers, I feel like those are the classics. I mean, I already gave you mine in the Cowboys. I think they're going to do it, and I think it's going to be a hysterical meltdown. I just think about how much hell the Eagles fans gave Nelson Aguilar when he kept dropping those passes. So Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you're being interviewed in a news by a newscaster after saving lives and you mention how much you hate that guy, um, you're in a pretty insane cult sports culture. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue against the Eagles there. We gave our division winners. You got a uh, prediction for MVP? You know, I don't. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and say Justin Herbert because why not? He has the number three QBR last year. Why I not? I do think the Chargers make the don't playoffs. Win enough so. games and he is not as good as everyone acts. That's, that's why not. 
it could not happen, but I feel like, you know what? Why not? Just go ahead and throw it out there because I'm sure because I said that he'll get hurt in week two. But I'm going to go Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert comes in at what? Nine to one odds. That makes him, I guess, gives him the uh, the third best odds or fourth best odds. I think... going to be a quarterback I actually didn't hate the uh, the Kirk Cousins pick in case they win the division that Michael Irvin made I don't hate that pick especially if I'm gambling at 40 to 1 but my pick I know I don't think they win the division but let me do this I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna go with a cop-out and you can boo me if you want whatever it'll be whoever wins the division between Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow boo that's fine. That makes sense. That makes sense. But boo! I want to say Burrow, but I also think the Ravens win the division, and I think Lamar's going to ball out. So I would, I guess, lock me down. I'll say Lamar Jackson because I think they're going to be better. I'm going with Lamar. Gets an MVP. Great pick. Great pick. I love that pick. That was going to be my number two. And um, we did have one more. Just to me, what is your hope for the QB of the future in New Orleans? Well, the all hope right, that's is that's all the time we have for this week. We will do uh, shooting the shield week two. We'll try to do it on what Tuesday, I think. So. Uh, no one gives a damn about the New New Orleans Saints quarterback of the future. Corey, I love you. I'll talk to you later.